there, I'm Sarah, your natural endometriosis expert. Welcome to my podcast. This is the place to be for information, advice and tips on managing your endometriosis naturally. I've been managing my own endo now successfully for about 20 years and I've been running my own therapy business since 2008, helping others to do the same. If you're curious to cut through all the noise and rubbish that's out there and learn the key to managing endometriosis with minimal reliance on drugs and surgery, then this is the only podcast you'll need. Let's get started. Hello there. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the menstrual cycle and endometriosis. So two specific parts of the cycle. I want to talk about the length of the cycle in total, and I'm going to be talking about the length of the bleed in terms of the length of the period of your cycle. So the important thing to say here, as I say in pretty much all of my podcasts, is that endometriosis symptoms vary so much from person to person. The impact of those symptoms varies so much from person to person. So some of this might resonate for you. You may not think you have any problems with your menstrual um, menstrual cycle length or bleed length. And that's quite possible. It may not impact at all, but for some people, it really does. And we're going to talk about some of the impacts you can see. So I suppose the first thing to say is the first impact you see is no impact at all. So you may well be having a healthy cycle when you have endometriosis. And certainly in years gone by, that was the most common impact that I was seeing with my clients. Most of the women that I was working with with endo had no impact on the length of their cycle, the total length of their cycle at all. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that most women had an incredibly regular cycle. Most women, when I talked to them at the outset of us working together, would say, oh no, I know exactly when my period's starting, <laughs> almost to the hour. 28-day cycle can predict so easily how, how long my period's going to be. Now, in recent times, that has fluctuated a bit, and I have noticed a bit of a shift. The cycles are becoming more irregular, longer cycles, but in days gone by, that the norm for me or the more, more common um, impact of endo used to be no impact at all. So that's the first thing to say. I even had somebody come to me once saying that their doctor had told them that they couldn't have endometriosis because they had such a reg- regular cycle. So it is important, it sounds a bit daft, but it is important to stress that even if you have a regular cycle, that doesn't mean that you don't have endometriosis and it doesn't mean that you don't have bad endometriosis. Um, This particular client had stage three endometriosis, so she had quite chronic endo, but it didn't impact on her menstrual cycle and her GP was very wrong. He kind of dismissed her first off because because of her regular periods so the first thing to say or I've said the first thing the second thing to say or whatever it is the the umpteenth thing to say here is if you're having other symptoms and we'll talk about all the symptoms through through the these series of podcasts but if you have any of the symptoms if you are worried about what's happening with any any element of your period of your menstrual cycle then please do get a second opinion if you're being told that there can't be any issue because you're having regular bleeds. Because like I say, used to be the most common impact was no impact on your cycle length. Like I say, in in recent times, this has changed a little bit and I am seeing more women with more irregular cycles and longer cycles. So the longest cycle I've worked with was a lady that I worked with at the back end of last year. And she had, um, initially she had a 50, 60 plus day cycle when we started working together. So obviously that's not a healthy cycle. Um, she only had one diagnosis. She just had the endometriosis diagnosis. 
The other thing to say here is that if you're having periods that long or also irregular periods, so if you're commonly having a month where you don't bleed, then it could be that you have a dual diagnosis. So conditions like polycystic ovaries can mean that your um, that your cycle is more irregular um, historically than endometriosis. So it could mean that you have a dual diagnosis, but not necessarily. Like I say, this client I worked with with a 60 plus day cycle, she just had endometriosis. She just had the sole diagnosis of endometriosis and the endo was impacting on her on her cycle. In terms of short cycles, I don't tend to see a lot of short cycles with endo. Um, the shortest I've seen was ten, tends to be more along the lines of the irregular cycles. So if the cycles are irregular, sometimes there can be really short cycles within that. But I don't tend to see um, short regular cycles. That isn't to say that you can't have a short regular cycle with endometriosis. I'm sure there are plenty of women out there. Um, but all that I see in terms of the clients I work with tend to be the shorter irregular periods. But again, that's not to say they don't exist. So if you're having a shorter regular cycle, so a short cycle tends to be anything less than 26 days. So if you're having a, a regular period of less than 26, sorry, a regular cycle of less than 26 days, and that's normal for you, I'd still go and get that checked out. And that still doesn't mean that you can't have endometriosis. So regular periods can be periods that fluctuate massively. So probably from about four to six days difference in the bleed duration, or if you're skipping months, if you're having months where you don't bleed. And again, that can happen with endometriosis. Don't believe anybody who's telling you you can't have endo because you've skipped a couple of months or your periods, your bleeds are happening sort of every four or five months. Again, I've seen this happen as well. So it's not uncommon. It's not, um, it's probably less common, but it's not uncommon and it's certainly not unheard of. So don't believe anybody who's saying you can't have endo if you're having these issues. So the first takeaway from this is the length of your cycle, as with everything with endometriosis, varies from person to person. It can impact on the length of your cycle. It's not necessarily a given. It's not one of these conditions that it's a given that the impact is felt on your on the length of your cycle, but it certainly can impact on the length of your cycle. And that's because not everybody has a hormonal element to their endometriosis. You'll hear people say, um, that endometriosis is a hormonal condition. That's not the case for everybody. And we'll talk about that in a future podcast. But for those who have a dramatic hormonal impact or hormonal element, I should say, to their endometriosis, then the life, life um, cycle of the, of the menstrual cycle can be impacted. So then we come to the bleed. How long should a bleed be when you've got endometriosis? Well, it won't surprise you to know that this varies from person to person. Um, a lot of people, a lot of doctors will tell you again that endometriosis should bring a longer bleed. We have more tissue to shed. Theoretically, our bleed should be longer. But again, in reality, this is not the case. Um, normally, in inverted commas, so a healthy bleed would be anything from around three to five days. Anything longer than that, then sort of alarm bells are raising, especially if you've got other symptoms. So when you've got endometriosis, again, it can be quite common for that bleed to last maybe five years. The thing I see most commonly with endometriosis is that the bleed will last a couple of days, maybe three or four days, and then it'll stop and then it'll restart. That's incredibly common with the women I work with. And that's, that's an element of my endometriosis as well that's common to me. 
And that's something I see a lot. So if you're having like a healthy bleed for a few days, then it stops. And then you get kind of a less healthy bleed. So a less, less healthy bleed will be sort of discoloration. Um, so sort of grey or brownish colour to the bleed. Um, almost like a toxic smell as well that can happen. If you're getting that as well, that's very common with endometriosis. And that's when you're talking to your GP, that can almost extend the bleed time that they see as the bleed. But this isn't actually a bleed in terms of your healthy period flow. Your healthy period flow is the red blood. With endo, we can we tend to or we can see a lot of clotting within that blood, but but the base of the blood should be a nice bright red. And that flow, again, with endo can last a bit longer than the two or three days. So you might be getting that for, for a little bit longer. You might actually be getting that for a lot longer. It's important to track your cycle so that you can understand exactly how your endometriosis is manifesting for you. Something else I see that isn't really talked about is a short bleed with endometriosis. You'll hear people talk about elongated bleeds with endo. Something that I've seen, again, this has increased in the last couple of years, is a shorter bleed. So bleeds of maybe one day, bleeds of healthy bleeds like the, the red flow bleeds of just one day and then it's stopping. And again, that's a bit more common. It's still not the most common bleed pattern that I see, but again, it's increased a little bit in the last year or so. So again, it's worth saying that just because you have a short bleed does not mean that you don't have endometriosis. One of the really common things I see with endo is the body kind of holding on to the bleed, the body not, want, not wanting to let the bleed go, which can result in that healthy flow being quite short. So again, even if you have a short bleed, that does not mean you don't have endo. What we can see is that um, that increased flow actually coming out over a shorter period but flooding so flooding is flooding can can have a few different variations but flooding is essentially where it all as the name suggests floods out so the 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 bleed is really 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 heavy for a, a, sh a shorter period or again this can be a slightly longer period as well depending on how severe you're getting your your bleed symptoms so again, the length of the bleed within the menstrual cycle can vary considerably. It can be shorter. So don't listen to anybody who says it has to be longer. It can be shorter. It can be a healthy bleed length. It can be a healthy bleed length and then stop and then come back. Or it can be a long bleed length as well. So there's so many, again, different variations between that. And the length of the bleed doesn't necessarily correlate to the length of the cycle either. So you can have a long menstrual cycle and a short bleed, or you can have a long bleed and a short cycle. There is no correlation, direct correlation with endo um, in terms of that. You can have a normal cycle, in inverted commas, a healthy cycle and have a long bleed within that or a short bleed within that. Again, there's no hard and fast rules. So this podcast, again, hopefully it gives some reassurance if you are struggling with your cycles or if you're not struggling with your cycles it gives you some reassurance that that doesn't mean to say that your endometriosis diagnosis is incorrect or that there's something else going on as always if you are worried if you've been told one thing and you're not entirely certain it rings true then try and get a second opinion speak to somebody else who can help and give you some more information about what's going on with your body if you're one of these women who I work with who have no idea of the length of your cycle no idea of the length of your bleed if you've listened to what I've said, especially around the bleeding stopping 
and then starting again, but being a bit gunky, a bit toxic, a bit a bit nasty. Um, but you've never really tracked that before, but it's resonated today. Please do start tracking your cycles. Even if you track nothing else, track your menstrual cycle. Track when you're bleeding, track the gunky bleeding, track the length of your cycle. Because again, once you understand how your endometriosis shows up for you, you've got a much better chance of managing it naturally because you can then start to see how it's impacting on your body. So as always, if you have any questions, you know where to find me. I wish you a lovely, happy, healthy and abundant week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, then please hit the subscribe button and make sure you don't miss any future episodes. You can also leave a review too to help spread the word to managing endometriosis naturally to as many people as possible. That is my mission. And if this podcast has inspired you to take the next step to managing your own endometriosis successfully, then please head over to my website, naturalendometriosisexpert.com to see different ways of working with me to bring that dream of living without endometriosis one step closer. Or for less than the price of a posh coffee a month, you can also become a patron to this podcast and get access to a load more endometriosis resources as well as my monthly endometriosis clinic question and answer session. See you next time.